Welcome to The Money Mavens, the podcast for the go-getter female entrepreneur who loves money and wants to create more in her life and business with ease and flow whilst having fun. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business, manifesting, spirituality, strategy and wealth management combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, and a double dose of reality. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mavens. And this week, we're doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be interviewing the other half, of the Money Mavens and my gorgeous bestie, Josie May. Um, I'm really, really, really excited about it. And even though I know you really well, I know that this is going to be super interesting for me and really, really inspiring and interesting for you who are all listening today. So I'm just going to dive on in and start the interview. So Josie, I would love for you to share today how you transition from social care, which is completely and utterly different into the coaching world. Yeah, so I was a social worker for a long time. I've been working with children since I was 20, since I was 20 really. And I've always been into self-development. I've grown up with a mum who has always been reading self-development books and I knew about the law of attraction really early on. And social work and child protection social work which is what I was doing is very heavy you can imagine you're working day in day out with child abuse and it's it's like a really heavy job to do and really long hours and um I'm always been super ambitious and I worked my way up I had a really senior position by the time I left but I knew I wanted a business and I used to write out these lists of businesses that I could have everything from sandwich shop to, you know, coaching. I remember writing coaching um, down on the list. And at the time I had a coach that I'd met. She was a yoga teacher and she was also doing life coaching at the time. And I was paying her 40 pounds a session. And so I thought that's what coaches got paid. And so basically I thought I couldn't make enough with that because you couldn't fill your hours up with just coaching. I would have had to market myself and all that stuff. So I thought I wouldn't make enough money as a coach. And basically I used to write these lists out of what I could do and never took any action. And I was working with this coach who may I add is now, her coaching is like five figures. She's incredible and completely changed her rates. But at the time I was paying her 40 pounds a session. And basically I was like, okay, universe, I give you a week. I give you a week to let me know what my business is going to be and I was I was strong in knowing that by the end of that week it was a Friday and I was like by next Friday I am going to know exactly what I'm going to do as a business and so that weekend I was going on a law of attraction weekend with my friend Jen my friend Jen was running it and my other friend Lindsay was coming up from London to come on this weekend with me and so I told Lindsay I said, Lindsay, I have told the universe by next week, I know what business I am going to start. 
And she was like, I think you'd make a great coach. <laughs> and I said, oh no, coaches don't make enough money. She said, I don't know. She said, I pay my coach 3000 pounds for my package. And I was like, really? 3000 pounds. I was like, wow. I didn't know that coaches could, you know, bring in that kind of money. So we went to this law of attraction weekend and Jen, um, on the Saturday, Jen, who was running it, said to me, I've signed up for this program. She said, I think you would love it. Um, and she told me the details and I wrote down the details, but she, we didn't have enough time to talk about what it was. Came home from the weekend, feeling good. And I had a session with my coach. Um, and I said, I've told the universe this, that I'm going to know by Friday. And it was now Wednesday. I'm going to know by Friday what I'm going to do as for a business. And she said, oh, that's amazing. I think, you know what? I think you'd make a great coach. <laughs> and I was so honored because she was such a great coach. I was so honored that she'd said that to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. That's such a lovely thing for you to say. Still not convinced. <laughs> um, and then on the Thursday, I'm flicking through my notes from the weekend and I see Divine Living Academy. And so I search it online. And basically it was a 12 month coach and business training to support you to become a, a profitable coach and create a six-figure business and I was like whoa this is it it was like there was no doubt in my mind I may add the course was 11 grand which I didn't have no and as a social you know that's a lot of money yeah because even though I was in a senior position anyone, it's a lot of money yeah but I was bringing home my wage was 44,000 a year and I used to bring home about 2,600 pounds after you know, expenses and everything. Um, and 11,000 pounds, I hadn't even spent that on a car. The only thing I'd spent anything like that on was a house. It was a lot of money. It's a lot, yeah. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, but I need to do this. I knew I needed to do it. Uh, and then the deposit was like 2,000 pounds. And I was like, how am I going to do this? I haven't got the cash. Which I'll have more than a month's wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, yeah. It was you know, a lot of money. And so I was like, what am I going to do? Um, and then out of the blue, Otis, my eldest, his dad said to me, oh, I'm going to drop some money in your account. I'm going to pay maintenance in a big lump. And I was like, okay, because he'd got basically some cash back from his, um, some tax back. And he was like, I'd rather just pay you in a big lump for your maintenance money. And so I was like, okay. And he literally dropped 2000 pounds in my account. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, thank you universe. This is a sign. And so I signed up, I signed up without telling my husband, may I add, um, <laughs> I just signed up. And um, obviously this was out of the blue a week ago. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. And then suddenly I was like, I'm going to be a coach. And I told my husband and he wasn't happy that I had made this decision without even talking to him about it. Um, anyway, he came round. Of course, he came round. But at first, he was like, "Are you absolutely kidding me? <laughs> You've just decided to do this." And so, um, knowing you like I know you now, though, this does not surprise me. Yeah, it's the slightest. Totally, the way I do things. And I think now, Addy, your husband has totally got used to it. Oh yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah. Everyone's used to it now. Um, and the other thing is, like at the time, Addy and I had been married for about a year. And we were trying for a baby. So this is one side of the story. Like I wanted to start a business, but a big reason for that is I wanted to get out of social work because we were trying for a baby and um, I just kept miscarrying. I miscarried 
I got pregnant four times and miscarried four times um, back to back to back. And I was so busy in my job. I was working 60 hours a week. Like I'd be up at midnight on my computer. And you've got to remember, this is all about ch child abuse. Like this is day in, day out what I was working with. Obviously I was writing reports and because I was a senior um, senior manager, the only cases I would ever really hear about were the serious ones where we were looking at removal of the child or there was a court case or, you know, those are the ones, the only ones I saw because the day to day when things were going well, you don't see as much as a senior manager because it's going well and they don't need my input. And so this was all going on. I'm trying for a baby and I kept miscarrying. And looking back, it's crazy because I would miscarry, say, on the Wednesday, back in work, miscarry at home on the Wednesday, in work on the Thursday. My first miscarriage was really traumatic because my body still thought it was pregnant. So it kept producing the lining of my womb, kept getting really thick. And then it just kept dropping. So I was like losing big blood clots, like massive size of two fists blood clots were like coming out of me. And this went on for about a month. And I was still in work the whole time. I remember coming into work one day at like 8 a.m. Um, walking to work I had um, tights on and a dress and it happened I could always feel when it happened it was like a drop and blood dropped onto the carpet at work and I remember being mortified and I went to the toilet I cleaned up the carpet I went home got a shower got changed and came back into work madness, madness. you're in that mindset aren't you because it's I didn't even tell my boss I didn't tell anyone at work that I was trying for a baby I was too scared to tell them I was trying for a baby because they wouldn't want me to be going off. That's what I thought. And so I couldn't tell them I was miscarrying because I thought that that would, I, would, I was in so much fear and around it all. And there's kind of like, because um, I've, I've had a miscarriage too. And I think there's, there's still some kind of shame like you can't talk about, it's like you don't talk about, like you can't tell anyone you're pregnant until you're 12 weeks just in case. I know it's ridiculous like, like why can't we be supported yeah, why can't but most I don't know the actual percentage but it's a really high percent of women that miscarry either their first second doesn't matter because you'd already got otis yeah it happened to anyone we're meant to struggle on and not talk about it totally and it was sad. really sad and so basically this kept happening and I remember after the the fourth miscarriage I said to my husband, "Not, I can't do this again. Like, I can't emotionally do this again. I've got a bit numb with it. And it just felt like this isn't going to happen. And we had, a, because after three miscarriages in the UK, um, you, can, you can get tests done to check if there's any reason. And so we'd gone for tests. Um, we'd gone to have tests done. And by then I'd had four miscarriages by the time we'd had all the tests done. Um, and the consultant, the doctor said to me, the tests are back and there's no reason why you can't have a baby. And my husband said, could it be stress related? And by this point, I'd started my coaching. I'd started this course. I'd started coaching people. I'd had a client or two by this point. And um, my husband said, could it be stress related to the doctor? And the doctor said, never underestimate the impact of stress on your body. And so when we got home, my husband said, quit your job, quit your job, because he could see the impact that it was having on me. And it was almost like permission. It was like, really, I can quit my job. And he was like, well, manage, quit your job. 
and you know he knew by then I'd already started this business I was making some money certainly not enough to cover my wage but I was making some money and it was just like wow okay I can quit my job and I had to give three months notice because it was the June and I had to give three months notice because I was in a senior position and for them to find someone else and so I didn't wasn't due to leave till September and so, but those three months, it was kind of like I was more relaxed because yeah. I knew I was going. Yeah, it's a different vibe. You go different, different vibe. Mindset, don't you? I used to work in a prison years ago. And we, when the prisoners were about to leave, we used to call them gate happy because <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like knowing they're going to go to the gate, they're going to get out and they'd have a different vibe about them. And so I always just say for those few months, I was gate happy. I knew that I wouldn't be there for much longer. So I made the most of the relationships. I made the most of being there and it was a lot more fun. Um, so basically I left my job on the Friday in the September, I left my job on the Friday and on the Monday I found out I was pregnant and um, that pregnancy resulted in my son Wilf who is now three and a half um and so you know it really was stress related because as soon as I had that pressure off um but of course then there was the challenge of wow I've started a new business and I'm pregnant (laughs) so that was scary because I'd just given away six months full pay maternity leave because I worked for the council and I was entitled to six months full pay maternity leave and then three months statutory. And I basically had just given that all away. So it was a little bit of a scary time. That's quite stressful. Yeah, <laughs> because I knew, okay, I'm having a baby, but I'm also going to have to be making money as well. So starting my business full time with a little bit of fear. With that, and how old Slash a lot. So Otis. so Otis was... It was 2017. So Otis was um, seven. So you had a seven-year-old. You were newly married, just giving up your long-time career, and you had a new baby on the way. I mean, yeah, and a new, yeah, and a new career. I mean, it was a lot. And a lot. My eldest Otis has got autism, and he was really struggling with school at the time as well. So there was that going on as well. Um, but we'd got him in a we'd got him in a specialist school, which was really helping. So there was a lot of stuff going on. And some people could see those massive blocks or yeah. red flags or reasons not to do it. Cause like, it's so much easier to not do something, isn't it? You could have thought, okay, well, for all this going on, I'll just put the coaching on the back burner now. Yeah. You didn't, did you? I did not, no. And I knew there was like a fear but also like a burning fire in my belly of, I can do this. I think though, well, I know when I was pregnant, I felt really empowered. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're pregnant, you do feel massively empowered and you certainly get a lot more done. Yeah. Because your hormones and everything's kind of raging round. The first three months it can be tricky. You're tired and stuff, but also, yeah, yeah, I had the motivation and I was like, I know I can do this. I've made this decision. I will make this work. And so, yeah, that's how I started my business. And when I started as a coach, I was a love coach. So basically when I'd started this coaching course that I did, they really advised that we niche down to something that we felt confident in, something we'd overcome, something that like for us, and of course business, I couldn't be a business coach. I didn't didn't know business, I'd done social work. But what I did know was love. What I did know was how to go from 
not doing great in love, struggling with dating to meeting an incredible guy, like manifesting an amazing man and having really clear boundaries. That's what I knew. I'd done it. Friends would always come to me, advice from, to me for advice around love. And so I was like, this is what I can do. I can help women who need support around dating and calling in, calling in their man. Um, and so, because it's what I'd done myself. And so that's what I was doing. I was doing love coaching when I started out. And you still have a few love coaching clients. I do. I still have a few love coaching clients. I don't advertise it, but um, I get referrals from people. Um, and, and I definitely I, do some unofficial love coaching for a few people, including myself. I do. <laughs> <laughs> she is great. <laughs> Brilliant. In fact, one of my friends texted me last night and said, can I speak to you tomorrow? And I was like, this is a love coach yeah. speaking, I can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. But obviously I transitioned later on into business coaching. But just talk us through how you evolved from that, because that's, again, that's really niche. And I love telling people that you've done that because we'll go, what that's actually a job when I tell I people and I'm like yeah it's actually a job and there's part of me that I would love to do it because it, it's I most well all single women that I know are looking for the one so totally you know it is a great niche to have but then you've obviously evolved into the business coaching now a specifically business with soul which is what you are all mm -hmm. about I know that you are massively into spirituality having business with soul and also not only getting your clients amazing results but then having more fun along the way for sure so tell us how you evolved so basically I was doing love coaching and as with all coaching what you find is that other parts of life kind of come into that and I, I'd attracted a few business owners and because my business was going well at that point you know I had consistent clients coming in I was visible and they were asking me for some advice about their business as well and so we started because when somebody is struggling financially or worried about financially, it's difficult to attract love if you're worrying about money because it's like a, you know, you want to feel stable. People always worry about money at every level, what I've found. But if you're really worried about it, I think, um, you know, you want some stability before finding love. And so a couple of my clients, I was like, OK, well, let's get things moving with your business before you start worrying about that, because you're getting distracted as you're dating with your business and you don't want that. And so I started doing some support with them around business. Um, and then it just kind of evolved. I would be helping with all different parts of life, which is often what happens because the truth is with love coaching, you've got to be happy in your life before you attract your soulmate. You have to be feeling, you know, if you, if you want to attract the right one, you've got to be in a place where you're confident in yourself, you're feeling good, your boundaries are strong. And so, you know, often that means working on different areas before you're calling in the one. And I just found that I was doing some stuff around business with some people. And then basically a bit of a miracle happened. I, I received an email. So remember that coaching program I told you about uh, the Divine Living Academy um, that I'd paid 11,000 pounds for? They sent an email out and said they were looking for coaches for their program. They were at the time when I did the program that you didn't get one-on-one -on -one coaching, but they were introducing one-on-one -on -one coaching and they wanted to employ on a self-employed basis, some coaches. And I just got, I read the email and my, the hair on my arms just went up. I was like, this is for me. And so I applied and it was a very grueling application. I had to do a video. I had to send them, um, I had to send a recording of a coaching session. 
I had to, so I did a video recording of a coaching session, an application form, and then two interviews, three interviews, I think I did three interviews. But anyway, I got the position and suddenly I was fully supporting women in business. I was fully supporting women who basically from starting out in the program like I did, and they also run other programs for women who are making six figures, seven figures. And I was one of the coaches on the program. And oh my gosh, I was with that business for 18 months. I was still self-employed, but, um, and they, I worked with over 150 women through that program for which I'm very grateful because I learned so much. I was behind the scenes of a multi-million dollar a year yeah. business. Those who don't know Fine Living Academy, it's a massive global, we're talking the biggest in the industry. Yeah, you know, they're huge. Huge. And so, and at the time they were like one of the first, now there's a lot more, isn't there? But they were one of the first to kind of mm, do this. Definitely. And Gina DeVee, who's the, she's written a book now. She was, she's the face of divine living, um, divine living. And it was just such an incredible experience because I got to not only learn from, from such a big business, learn how to coach better, how to work with people. But I got this massive, this massive community of people to work with I would have loved to have done that oh it was it was incredible um and towards the end I started to want to do my own thing again because when you work for somebody else you've got to coach their way you've got to do things their way and I you know I, I was feeling this yearning again to do my own thing yeah I think that well when I met you you were just transitioning from there yeah so I left you last year that you felt that you couldn't grow anymore yeah Mm. I felt like I was, you know, I was working for someone else, even though I was self-employed, I was working for someone else. And I was like, I'm ready to go back out on my own, choose what the programs I want to do, coach how I want to do it. And so last June, I left Divine Living to go back out on my own again. And um, again, had to leave the security of, I was paid very well there. Um, and I had to leave the security of that contract because through working for them, I wasn't able to do my own kind of business coaching because that would have been in direct um, competition. So of course I couldn't do that. So going back out, out on my own again, doing my own thing was scary. Cause again, I was giving up a six figure, mm. basically um, income that was coming through, but I knew my heart, my soul was um, calling me for more. And it took a while to make that decision. I was probably thinking of it since from the January to the June yeah. before I made that decision. Even when I met you and you were already transitioning, you were still, I remember it was such a, I, we only yeah. just met, but I could see what a big thing it was. It was scary. I felt it was that scary, energy. yeah. But if it hadn't been for that, we wouldn't have met. We wouldn't have met. We met in a mastermind that we were both joined. Um, so that's another story for another day <laughs> so when you did that when you decided to leave what do you think was your main purpose your values that you'd reconnected with that you for Josie May you know for you that you wanted to then support your clients with yeah <clears throat> so a big thing for me was to have that I suppose having that autonomy over one for myself because I was obviously working for someone else and I had to do it their way and it didn't feel good anymore. And so not only autonomy for me, but for my clients, showing them that they can do it their way. There's not just one size fits all. We can do business in the way that feels good for us. I have seen women successful in business in so many different ways. 
And what you find is the ones that are successful are the ones that follow the way that feels good for them. Hopeful. And there's so many ways to do it. And you can say, follow this system and you will be successful. But it's not true. Well, it's got a cap on it as well. Yeah. And I don't think that if it's not aligned with you, your heart's not in it and your soul's not in it. Well, some people might be successful with that system. Any system people can be successful with if their heart, their soul aligns with them. Their lines, they're they're willing to do what it takes. They're willing to be persistent. You can only do that if it feels good. And so that autonomy has been like a really big thing for me. So that was one of them. And the next one was wealth. Like working for someone else, you kind of have a cap on the wealth that you can create. And I am all about limitlessness. You know, that we, there is no limit to what we can achieve in our lives. We can be, do and have everything we desire. And I think for me, enable, to enable me to do that, I had to spread my wings. I had to be brave because it was great experience. I'm so glad I did it. I've got so much to be grateful for from that experience. But also I wanted to back me. Mm. I wanted to back me and do it my way. And I was scared until I, I, did, it, I did it scared. I took action scared. I could have still been carrying on doing that now and feeling frustrated at myself that there's more. And I, I know people can probably relate to that, whether they're working for someone else or even doing a business that they're not happy with anymore. You know, we can always, we can always follow our desires. We can always go for it, even when it's scary. And being brave is a big part of my coaching because it's, it's something that I've learned to do. I was not brave. I was not brave until I started a business. And I think being brave in business has allowed me to be brave in other areas because I'm a people pleaser. I will often not say anything to someone in case it upsets them, even if it's at the detriment of me. I've grown up that way. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's great. You know, sometimes that's great, but sometimes... I found that I don't speak up for myself. And when you don't speak up for yourself, it knocks your self-confidence. And because I've started being brave in business, I've also started being brave in speaking up for myself. And I and I, I thank business for that. You know, that you have to learn to get braver. And it still feels uncomfortable when I am assertive. It still feels uncomfortable when I stick up for myself, but I'll do it now. Whereas in the past, I just wouldn't have done it. I would have like been, it's okay. I don't want to cause any drama. Um, and it usually doesn't cause drama. We just think it's going to. Yeah. And so that is something that I've kind of learned. Being brave is just, it's scary, but it's actually makes, oh, it just makes you so proud of yourself. Yeah. And it's, well, you'd rather be brave and take the action and get the better results and stay stuck going around. Oh my gosh. Same, same thing. That's worse, isn't it? Totally, totally. Require as being brave, and the only person that can do it is us. Always, you know, you do need support, but at the end of the day, only you will take that step off the edge of that yeah cliff that changes things. But that I know that that is one of your main values, and it's one of the things that you really support your clients with is being brave in business and life because like you said before any coaching that you do any you know you do end up speaking about other things because you want your clients to be happy in all aspects of their life and if they're unhappy at home they're not going to be successful in business so you do end up 
always like you can't be them you can't unless you can't be not speaking to your husband very black and white and then which is not us because we lead from the heart yeah you can have a client and then they you know they've they've not speaking to the husband at the moment you can't be talking to them about business strategy you need to sort that part out first or the kids ill that is like the stuff that life is yeah it's not if it was straightforward then yeah but it's not it's not straightforward it's not and it's like you from one whether you do a weekly session or two weeks however you do your one-to-one clients you never know what's going to happen in that time period in between so you've got to be I think as a coach you have to be really adaptable and kind of intuitive yeah, I think very intuitive and learn to we and the more the longer you work with clients the more you understand them yeah for sure so some of my clients don't even have to stay on the phone you just know as soon as you look at them you're like yeah. okay like what's going on let's get that figured out and then we'll move on to x y and z strategy side of it so now you are a money maven yes i am co-founded money mavens together tell everybody why you love being a money maven like why we have founded this incredible community so we founded money mavens because obviously charlotte and i were doing our separate things and we wanted to do something together. we started doing we started doing something together before we founded the money mavens we started doing courses together and we decided we wanted to make it official and i love being a money maven because there is something powerful about community and so the Money Mavens isn't just about me and Charlotte. It's about the community we're going to build of women unapologetically desiring wealth, going for it, going big, being brave and living a full life. And so the Money Mavens is a movement for me. It's a movement of women, of female entrepreneurs, kind of, we want to make this bigger. We want to build this so that it's, you know, me and Charlotte are the faces of the Money Mavens, but the Money Mavens are a whole community of, of women. People like you who are listening to this podcast who are like, no longer I'm going to hold myself back. No longer am I going to be ashamed of desiring more. I'm actually going to grasp it with both hands and go for it. And I think I'm so proud to be part of this. I'm so proud to be leading this movement because it's time. Like, it is time. Totally. And I think it has totally come out of evolving because of the people that the ladies that have come through the courses. Because when we decided we do our first one, more sales, more money, didn't know if we'd even sell one place you know we sold 20 odd places straight away we, we were like wow this is amazing like absolutely amazing and then we've got a 90 percent retention on our clients they come through other programs that we've done we attract new people and we're like wow mm. this is incredible this has just happened really organically just from a, both of us a reasonably small audience and we've managed to grow this amazing movement of women who want to come with us and want to support us and want to be part of something and for us it's always been about the results that the clients get, whether that's, you know, money results, happiness results, um, mindset, making connections. That's another thing that I'm so proud of with the money maidens that they all support each other and they all, you know, are there flying the flag for each other as well. And it isn't just about us or them or you being on your own it can be really lonely out there totally and I think we probably felt that as well like you left divine living so you were then on in your own I'd always had a big team around me and I was on our own and I suppose we came together because one we had formed a really nice friendship and bond straight away but also we were craving community definitely we were craving to be around a like-minded person that without even saying it had each other's backs so 
that's what the money mavens has ended up being it's an extension of our friendship yeah but we're just now extending it out globally to welcome and for us it's about being inclusive isn't it like everybody's welcome for sure to where you are on your journey and we want people to feel welcome like part of it and part of this movement because it's it's that's the whole point it's about women stepping up being in the power going for it and that means everyone and so we're that's the momentum that we want moving forward is kind of join us you're welcome you belong here and yeah definitely. I love it definitely so before we kind of finish up, I've got two questions I would love to ask you and for you to share with everybody today what's the best piece of advice anyone has ever given to you the best piece of advice anyone's ever given me to me is be persistent <clears throat> and the thing is with business we want um instant results we want to make big money fast and it can feel disappointing when you don't and so the charlotte said a great quote by tony robbins the other day you better say it because i can't remember it in our on the other side of fear is oh gosh you put me on the spot I have got it written down while you're doing that <laughs> right Charlotte will find the quote but anyway it's basically like you know if anyone's read the book Think and Grow Rich there is um there's a story in there about three feet from gold and basically it talks about the gold rush in America and somebody buying land and spending months and months and months digging up this land maybe even years I can't remember how long it was digging up this land to find gold and eventually sold the land to somebody else who dug for three feet and found gold and so that's it at any moment we can be three feet from gold and um you know we've you've got to my sister was also telling me about a stonemason like a stonemason goes and taps the stone every day tap 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 comes back the next day tap 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 no change nothing different and then one day the stone breaks they haven't tapped differently, but they have persistently and consistently tapped. And that is business. You have to persistently and consistently tap on that piece of stone. And one day it's going to break. And even with every new project, you've got to keep going, you know, keep moving, um, keep moving forward and being persistent because you're going to have bumps in the road. You're going to have times when you don't feel confident, times when you even want to give up. And You've just got to be persistent and know that you're not alone with this. And that is the biggest piece of advice because the, those times when you feel like this isn't working, you can remember I'm just three feet from gold. Tap, tap, tap. I've got to keep going. Yeah, I always think that when you are at that point where you like just want to give up is when you're on the edge of actually doing it. Oh my God. And it's the universe massively testing us and our own kind of thing around fear. And you've just got to break through that. Um, quote from Tony Robbins is success is buried on the other side of rejection and that is so true and we that's from we were talking last week in one of our group programs about turning a no into momentum no is not a bad word no can actually really work to our advantage in fact we could do a whole session on this but you are going to get rejection from day one right through to being a billionaire it doesn't matter you're going to always get no's but when you learn to love no and when you learn to turn it into momentum and be persistent yeah then you know you don't fear it anymore you see it as a you're like oh that's fine because 
for sure which for sure for now okay so before we finish what are you manifesting next oh so i am manifesting a big growth for the money mavens a big growth in our following a big growth in our message getting out there and i want us to write a book charlotte that is what i want us to do so let it here first ladies <laughs> so yeah we've got to like sit down and write it first but um that is the vision that i see I've, uh, the vision i see is for the money mavens to go big and when i mean big i mean just for more women to hear our message and more women to be part of this and I can't fully see exactly maybe how maybe some sort of like collection community um but I'm yeah all over a book yeah I'd love to do a book I'd love to do products as well because I yeah. love a product oh you do she likes anything pretty I do I do I definitely bring all the pretty to the well I think we can make that happen let's do we it said we were going to manifest this podcast and here we are here we are episode number 12 so why can't we have a book why not let's do it right, well you can all hold us accountable now who is listening to this we will have a book in the next what eight months oh, jesus okay yeah <laughs> eight months <laughs> that was amazing Thank i've you. actually learned loads of things about you there that i didn't already know and oh. i thought that i knew everything so i'm sure everybody that's listening has come away feeling super inspired i think the biggest message that i've taken from there is you have to be brave in business yeah because you have been extremely brave doing all those things that you've just talked about and when I hear them all together like that I really have, can see why being brave is one of your massive values yeah in your business so if you're listening to this and you need that little bit of a push look at Joseph she's gone from what she did to now being a six-figure global business coach so take the action be brave I promise you on the other side of that bravery is that freedom and success that you've always wanted Josie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> if you've loved this episode and you're loving all the episodes, please remember to leave us a five-star review. It means so much. And it's one of the ways that we can really get this message out and we can really grow this community. And if you leave a five-star review, you can be in the chance of winning our £1,000 giveaway as well. We are the Money Mavens and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We are holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations, you are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.